Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good news. You started a company. Now you have to run it. When you look out into the sea of CRMs, it can look extremely blue. But HubSpot is here to give your company a more human approach. We're a CRM that's easy to use, aligns all your teams seamlessly, and delivers a better experience for your customers. So your business feels like a helpful partner and not just some company trying to force a sale. There's a better way to help grow your business by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. HubSpot. Grow better. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. Yes. Hello, Twitch Room. Hello, Universe. Hello, Up Nextberts. We are Braden and Davey, the BDE, Tuesday nights. We are your NXT friends. Friends. And even though we may now be in different parts of the world, that's that's what we still are. We are still friends. How are you, good sir? I am good. It is. Uh, I'm just trying to get used to this new schedule. It's it's twenty past three in the morning. Um, but at least I get to talk about a fantastic show, right? Yeah. Right? What a great what a great way right? to sp- spend your mornings <laughs> is this show. Yeah, that's not how is it? Sorry, what's that? So how is it over there? It's good. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, the the weather's been lovely compared to to how it was in in Toronto. And I I heard there's been another kind of snowstorm over there or something recently. So I've been loving that. I've just been catching up with some friends, catching up with family. I've uh, been applying for jobs. I, I start a new job on Thursday. Whoa. Um, yeah. Working at a, at a bar. I'm trying to get another job as well to kind of fill the days, but I'm hustling. I'm hustling. And uh, yeah, it's been all right. I went to Birmingham on, on Saturday to watch the, the Royal Rumble, which uh, was a mixed bag, but, you know, watching it in a bar with friends always makes it uh, a lot better. I, I think I've kind of share the same sentiments as everyone like um some fun things in the show but the men's match was pretty 
pretty trash uh, and a bit predictable, the whole thing. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a lot better than just watching it stuck in lockdown, you know. Uh, you, you had friends over as well, I believe, right? Yeah, I think I, I, I basically was like, look, we were supposed to do, me and you were supposed to do a rumble like party at a bar in Toronto. Mm. We were going to get lots of people to come. And it was going to be awesome. And then the whole Omicron thing and all that, yada, yada, yada. I'm just so over talking about COVID. But I Me was too. like, you know what? Uh, since you were going uh, away, I was like, oh man, what am I going to do? So I invited some some friends over to watch the Rumble. One of our one of our good friends, Dan, he was involved as well. He came over, but uh, a bunch of the boys, and uh, we watched uh, we watched the Rumble. And you know what? It it it's a it's the fun event to watch with people. I think like uh, you can do you know numbers games and and all sorts hmm. and. Uh, one of my buddies, Tom brought a friend and the guy won both rumble pools, meaning we did one for the men's, we did one for the women's and this guy won both. And I don't, it was, he said it was his birthday the day after. So maybe it was a birthday, good luck charm or something. Good, but we were, good omen or something. We, yeah, all wanted to, we all just wanted to murder him by the end. But uh, I, 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 I enjoyed parts of the women's rumble. It had some fun cameos and stuff, but um the men's one it did like lack however i still found some glimmers of fun stuff that i that i liked it could have been that uh one of our friends brought a dab rig and set it up in the bde apartment that could have made the match a lot because by the time bad bunny came out i was losing my mind when bad bunny had the Rey mysterio moment i actually that was awesome that was so cool and did you see i did given him he's given him the mask from the match now Oh, really? That's took, pretty cool. He, he took it off, wore a towel while the cameras were rolling and gave it to Bad Bunny and said like, yo, so, you know, real, recognize real. Yeah, I, I just felt that that men's match, it it kind of lacked the surprises, really. Uh, the Bad Bunny thing was cool, but um, it lacked the surprises and just really highlighted like how there's such a lack of stars in WWE now. Um, yeah. And just... I always like the uh, in past years when you have the final four and it's kind of you normally have a couple of sort of, I don't know, veterans and then a couple of people who are like, oh, this is the future. And you didn't have that at all. It was just Brock, Brock throwing people out. And um, yeah, the, the men's match was definitely disappointing. And I, I did find it funny how uh, watching the TV the last few weeks and I did mention this on our, our Up Next Rumble, which I'm sure we'll get into in a second. But I found it funny how the last few weeks they've been building up this Ray and Dominic story and they're like, oh, well, you know, I might throw you out, Dad, I might throw you out. And then it, it's pretty much like they gave Dominic's script to Bad Bunny <laughs> to just go in there and do this Ray Mysterio stuff, which was which was very odd. But I uh, I really did enjoy um, Seth Roman. I thought the the S.H.I.E.L.D. entrance thing, that that got me. Uh, and just Roman's reaction to it. I think he's he's someone who, considering when he was the baby face and the whole suffering succotash and stuff, and we'd really criticize on how poor he is at promos, I think his his subtleties now with his facial expressions are so good. And I think when he eventually goes to Hollywood one day, he'll he'll be a great villain in a movie or something. But I did really enjoy that uh, Seth Roman match, even down to... Seth's style of wrestling being more like he was back in the day. I, I thought that really worked for me and, and kicked the show off nicely. And I enjoyed uh, 
Brock and Lashley just as kind of a quick, like two heavyweights, just big meaty men slapping meat, you know, but it was just a lot of predictable stuff throughout the night. And uh, yeah, definitely by the end, it's like, ugh, you had the chance tonight. You had the chance to kind of pull me back in and you didn't, you didn't really do it. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like a step up from, cause it's the rumble again, it's always fun. So even though, you know, you had some, you, the, the lack of stars definitely was like hard because, you know, no, I, Madcap Moss and a few of these other people. It's like, come on, you didn't even Sorry. get any like, like legends or like proper ones. I, there was there was stuff like that, but um, I, I didn't mind the title matches actually. So I did think they were pretty pretty good as well. But probably the best WWE show I've watched in in quite a while. So I've watched hmm. what Survivor oh. Series, yeah, Cameron. Sorry. Cameron, Cameron, can we yeah. just get that out there? Cameron, yeah, Cameron, and she it was a she pussy pop in Rumble, wasn't it? With Cameron, that's right. That's what it was. Uh... <laughs> I'm not someone, being gross. That was her yeah. cameo for me. Someone's for people gonna... that don't know, she wished me a pussy pop in birthday before before I get cancelled right now. Yeah, yeah, she did say <laughs> me that and Cameron. We we we, uh, we have we have inside jokes, Cameron and I. I like seeing WWE Legend Summer Rae. That was oh yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, there was. There was still some fun, but uh, it, it's always good. I liked uh, Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable, uh, I think, shoot wrestling for about 30 seconds while someone else's number was counting down. It cut to the ring and the ring was busy. It was full. And Ziggler and Chad Gable just start wrestling. But it looked like they were actually like just having a match, like just right. having a, a scrap or something. It was it, like, look for this clip. It's quite interesting. But I, I well, yeah. I was reading today that um, apparently the the kind of they had loads of backups because of COVID, right? So you sure. don't know if if someone might have to pull out or whatever. But the the script kept on being kind of ripped up for the actual matches, and like a bunch of the rest like didn't even know who they were going to eliminate and stuff like that. Whereas normally it's pretty meticulously laid out. And I think that really showed because you just saw a lot of the time it was like, as you said, like Dolph and Chad were like, all right, shall we just wrestle here? Because yeah. a lot of it was just kind of punching, kicking, like not really doing those spots. And obviously there's unfortunate stuff like the Kofi thing, which uh, it's actually surprising that hasn't happened before. And I, I hope they can do something clever with it and kind of bring it into story maybe. But um Unfortunately, things like that. But yeah, there just wasn't really those big moments laid out throughout that match, which uh, which did bring it down a lot. Yeah, I, like R Rumble, it was still fun. And I think there was opportunities to make it even even better. Just easy things that you could have done, mm. but they just chose not to. I think it's a bit of a piss off uh, with like... Ronda draws so much more attention and so much more eyes and the, the casual fans and all that. But I, I, I didn't think she looked that good. So I'm like, all right. Uh, no, I mean, it, obviously it's been three years, but I agree her, her strikes didn't, I, I think back to that first match she had with kind of triple H and Steph and you, it was surprising. It was like, Oh, actually she, she looks pretty good, but I agree. She kind of, I don't know, it looked like she was holding back or something. Just it didn't, it, it looked fake, right? Yeah, her, yeah. her offense yeah, definitely does. looked fake. It does. And maybe that's, yeah. I, I totally imagine it. it's hard when you're 
you're so used to your job of the last, like from before being like, yeah, I want to punch people in the face, like boxers and MMA fighters. Like they've got to pull back because they don't want to actually hurt people. But her offense definitely looked a lot weaker than it did from her last run, from what I remember. Another thing I just feel we we've criticized the the music in in WWE recently as well but i didn't recognize anyone's song and every time someone came out it shot to the crowd so i'm just listening and i go i don't know who it is at least if you show the screen and that the titantron with it but no one's music was recognizable yeah. so it took about 10 seconds from the after the buzzer went down till you go all right, it's Mad Cat Moss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of the music is very generic. I think I think maybe they don't want to go with the former. Some songs, they've changed people's songs and they don't yeah. want to get the old ones back. I mean, some surprises we didn't get in the Rumble that we thought we would see. No Johnny last week on AEW and no Johnny in the Rumble. No NXT people. Mm-hmm. No one in the Rumble. No Mandy Rose. No Braun Breaker. No nope. Champa. No Pete Dunne. Nothing, no NXT people in the Rumble. So, yeah, uh, I guess showing that, hey, it's developmental. Why would they be in the Rumble is kind of, I guess, what. <laughs> I, I honestly think, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat ourselves on the back here, of the three Rumbles that took place this weekend, yeah. we had the best surprises, Braden. Yeah, I think our Rumble surpassed both uh, Rumbles from WWE this weekend because, yeah, we had, we had a crazy rumble and you should check it out if you weren't there live we did this last sunday on our twitch shout out everyone on the twitch twitch.tv slash up next podcast go follow subscribe all that stuff go help us out not only do we do tuesday nights with nxt and wednesday with dynamite shows reviews but we did this show and wow it was a lot to take on you did it once before davy you had 30 people last year and this year we did it again 30 people a few were taken out backstage, <laughs> uh, but we had friends, we had foes, we had special guests. I mean, the 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 special pop attractions were uh, were b- bigger pops than any from the Rumbles from WWE. So I mean, yeah, yeah, and it's the replays all on on YouTube now. So YouTube.com slash up next. So watch it on there. Hit that subscribe button, and uh, our lovely friend Dickie Bird has has uh, time-stamped everything. So you can, uh, it's a long show. It's a three-hour show. So if you want to skip through to certain entrants and stuff, it's all there for you uh, up on YouTube. So highly recommend going check that out because I think we're both rather rather proud of that. And unfortunately, uh, spoilers, Brayden, we're not going to Up Next Mania, you and I. It's not Uh, happening. I... I think we I think we discussed Davy that we we, we are uh, we de- we we need to stop paying attention to to Triple H and whatever he's done with NXT Davy and we need to focus on more people like Jeff Jarrett, Cody Rhodes, Triple H. Um, no, we're moving away. We need to book ourselves, Davy. We don't need to win Rumbles to book ourselves and stuff. So that's why I know this is true. Me and you didn't win the Rumble. Uh, I really wish you had my back, but you know, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, I just, I think it's time me and you work together as a team, as a unit and, and maybe go for some tag gold. Yeah, we do need gold. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I, I want to, I want to show off my gold to my family before bringing it back to Canada. Right. right. Bring it back. Bring it home. Well, we mm-hmm. might be bringing it home because up next mania. Yes. 
we have a winner. I, I, I don't want to say who it was, but you should go listen to the replay because uh, there were some interesting people in this thing. We had some surprises. We had people we didn't know. We had our friends and uh, there were swerves. There was crazy moments, face-to-faces, cowboys. There was everything. And uh, yeah, I put the, I made an audio. Well, Dickie sent us an audio version that I, uh, put up on the p- Patreon as well there, but the video replay is free on our YouTube and Dickie, yes, timestamped it. Go check this out. It was, it's so funny. It's three hours. Um, not, I know it's a lot, but it was, it was pretty damn funny and we put a lot of work into it. So go check it out guys. Holy cow. It was fun. I mean, who, who knew that Trent's mom, Sue would just show up in our rumble, baby. I, I've said too much. Uh, I, I've said yeah. too much. Yeah. And that, yeah. and beyond. One and, of many surprises of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just craziness. The up next. Shout out, us. Sue. What a lovely woman. Shout out, Sue. She's a very <laughs> sweet lady. Uh, and shout out to you guys for listening and supporting us and letting us do these fun, silly things. Because the live Twitch cr- crowd was pretty fun and getting involved and everything like that was is always a blast. And of course, Dickie with all the videos and visuals and stuff. I know he's he's getting amped for up next mania in a few months. So look forward to sharing some details about that in the near future as well. Uh, but we will get to NXT. There's, there's like a lot to talk about in, in what we do because yes, the up next rumbles come and gone, but uh, I mean, we've, we've got a, a new month starting today. It's a new month. Yeah. yeah. It's a new month. Yes, it is because today is February 1st, which means it's a whole new month on the Patreon. And this month on our Patreon is looking pretty stacked. We're celebrating the, the love all month long, aren't we, David? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we are. And we start off with, uh, I don't know, the what, the love of friendship, I guess, with with our Rush Hour 1998 review. A bit of a, yeah. a buddy cop, uh, buddy cop uh, film going on there for an episode of Up Yours. Well, we, uh, recorded we actually recorded it. this one today. Yeah. Yeah, we recorded it today. I mean, today is Chinese New Year, and it's the start of Black History Month. So Rush Hour, the perfect meeting of the minds there. Uh, that's going to be out this weekend. Uh, World Champ patron Jake from the Windy City picked this movie, but always fun time talking about Rush Hour. I mean, that's a classic. Uh, and we debate buddy cop movies and everything. But yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear that because super fun movie. Love Jackie Chan. Can talk about him all day long. Uh, what else do we have coming up? Uh, well, because it's it's Valentine's Day coming up. In the past, we uh, we did uh, Bret Hart for hearts for Valentine's Day. Well, we thought this time we'd do the Heartbreak Kid. We're doing an episode of Best Match Ever, looking at his first singles run in WWF. So we're looking at the best of Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid from 1992 to 1998. Damn. Yeah, I mean, so that'll be, uh, I think, next week or so. We're just listening to some shows that we have coming. And yeah, so we're, we're specifically sure we've never done this for someone where it's like only a few years of their career. This is before he lost the smile. Yeah, well, uh, up until losing the smile. I, yeah, I think Shawn Michaels obviously uh, has two very, well, three, if you take the tag run, just very yeah. distinct moments in his career. And we tend to like to focus on about five or six matches. So um, it would be nice to look, look at the first one and then down the line uh, when we're when we're thinking of other shows to do, we can do his his return run. 
Um, but also have uh, episodes of reviews from the sticks. We're going to be covering WCW Super Brawl 2, uh, which I believe is celebrating a, uh, I think it's the 30th anniversary of this one. Wow. We're celebrating the 20th anniversary of No Way Out 2002 uh, with the, the NWO making their WWE debut. Um, we're doing an episode of Up Yours, looking at Lay Miz. Uh, joined by Chris Leone for that one. Uh, it's my uh, favorite musical. I know Braden hasn't ever seen it, so this should be an interesting one. Is it about and hookers? There, there are. Yeah, there are some in there. There All are right, some nice. in there for sure. Okay. So you'll like that bit. Um, nice. And uh, this film is about as long as the Up Next Rumble. Just to just <laughs> to make you <laughs> feel yeah, really yeah. excited about this one. Um, and we're going to be going back to the world of Star Wars to review season one of book of Boba Fett, which I don't think either of us, I I've caught the first couple of episodes, but being kind of caught up with the move. So uh, we're going to be going back and, and watching season one of the book of Boba Fett. And then all our usual stuff like was next, where we go back and look at retro NXT reviews, but you can see the whole schedule up on our Twitter and up on the Facebook page. Um, and obviously it's this plus about 400 views in the back catalog. So um, go, go and check it out. Five bucks a month, become a North American uh, patron at patreon.com slash up next. Yeah. Hey guys, we do up next and BD elite. That's tomorrow night talking about dynamite and that's our, our free shows as well as shot in the dark. But if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of us, well, we do all these shows coming out this month on the Patreon. But like you said, Davey, there's so many, in the back catalog, we've done so many shows, all the best matches ever, Jerry Lynn, RVD, uh, Flair Steamboat. We do all the retro NXT reviews. I know we're just in the the era of Charlotte made her debut, which is pretty cool, but we're seeing all cool debuts of, of stars. And uh, you mentioned that Boba Fett stuff. I haven't watched it, but I love the Mando, so I'm sure I'll like this. And just so many, so many podcast guys, and we appreciate uh, all you people listening and supporting out there. And making sure that you follow the Facebook group too. join that group because we're posting funny, ridiculous, silly things in there and uh, the Twitter as well. But yeah, so many things. Hey, dynamite is tomorrow and I'm kind of pumped about it because they announced a certain match that just sounds awesome. Um, John Moxley versus Brian Kendrick. Yeah, this is, this is crazy. I, I saw this during NXT. Um, Brian Kendrick requested his release recently and I, I just heard it was, uh, I just saw the news that he was, he got granted his release today and already he's, he's going to be working a match in AEW. So uh, that's pretty cool. Wow. The um, Brian Kendrick. And I, I don't think, I'm trying to think if they'd have crossed past in WWE, they were there the same time, but Kendrick was in the cruiserweight division at the time. So uh, be interesting. Well, I'm sure they've maybe fought on the indies or something before, but yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, they have, but what's even more interesting is the storyline that they've kind of just subtly dropped little breadcrumbs to is the the Danielson feud. So I mean, Moxley yes. and, and oh, Kendrick. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danielson being like one of Kendrick's best friends, that's training right. together, and all that. Oh, that's yeah. I didn't even put that together. That makes so much sense. I mean, I think Moxley will have the advantage considering he got. Brian Kendrick got thrown down, what, some stairs off a roof? What was he thrown down? Down some stairs, right? Yeah, he was thrown down some stairs. Yeah, and he was just killed. Yeah. Murdered. That's so I'm excited for that match. So we'll, we'll talk yeah, that'll all be good. about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And then, of course, MJF match. Punk is tomorrow. Oh, right. That's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we did you did you happen to watch uh, Dynamite last week? I did. I watched both yeah. NXT and Dynamite last week. The, yeah. the latter match, I keep watching that spot with Sammy. Oh, it's nuts. And then clearly Crazy. your boy Trey Baxter, Blake Christian was like, hold my beer, and then did that Sam that that video that I saw from PWG. Uh you had I saw it on Twitter because someone filmed it, but it's the craziest what cutter where one guy's jumping into the crowd and the other guy in midair, Blake Christian cutters the guy yeah. into the stack of people there. Oh man, just insane. 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 I don't I don't know why PWG is still in this archaic way of streaming. I know it makes it cool and must watch and all this stuff, but it's like the spoilers come out once it's happened and that's it. If you just stream it, I'd glad gladly give you money. I just just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I know. I yeah, I just wonder if it, they try and keep it just a hot ticket as a as a yeah. live experience to go to. And I do think when we we watched the uh, GCW the World uh, the other week, um, personally, there's something about indie shows that I just don't enjoy watching at home as much. That's fair. Um, and there's there's something to do with kind of the I don't know the the grittiness of just being there um, that indie wrestling rather than kind of television produced wrestling, which uh, obviously is shot and, and the wrestlers are performing more to the camera than the actual crowd. Um, so maybe they're just trying to keep that and preserve that sort of live experience. Yeah. But I agree that there's money on the table that they're losing out on. Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel you like just got to wait six months for the DVD. Yeah. I'll make sure I order the DVD. Six yeah. months later when all these guys are somewhere else now. But uh, yeah, uh, it's cool that they do shows and I support them. I'm just saying, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch these things. For sure. Let absolutely. me watch them. But yeah. Um, well, uh, what else? Is, I feel like there's, I feel like it's been forever since we've I know it has wrestling. been a while. What's um, happened in wrestling? What's oof. happening? Nothing? Uh, Everything else? No, cool? yeah. Is Dan Housen? I'm- that, yeah, that was okay, I guess. Um, I don't know. I saw the yeah. guy from uh, Slipknot was going off about how NXT sucks. He went, he went, he was at a concert. Like this guy's performing at a concert, and he's like, "Yo, NXT is just like not doing too well anymore." <laughs> he really well, he, he's done some themes. Well, he did yeah. the old thing, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about what about Nia Jack saying no to a, a Rumble surprise return? Oh, I, like, I didn't even see that. She was like, I no. saw apparently the the iconics turned it down as well. But. I guess I guess they would if they are like you fired us and now you want us to come back for this like cheap. Yeah, I, I imagine we, we did just uh, review Rush Hour, and I, I imagine there's a lot of them who are like, you know, at the end of the film where he's like, "Hey, c- come and be an FBI agent," and it's like, "No, fuck you, you were." <laughs> <laughs> you said no earlier so no uh, yeah. i think there's probably a lot of that um but yeah they i mean that's the thing when you've got to fill two 30 person rumbles every year and you fire a load of your roster and there's a pandemic going on when people can go at any moment it's uh yeah you're gonna have to look elsewhere aren't you yeah well there's a few uh other people that didn't show up in the rumble but that will be free agents uh, this week because I noticed uh, one of my favorites is going to be wrestling all over GCW. You know, you're excited too for Grand Metallic. He's changed his name, but he's he's on the indies now and he's going to be running uh, rough shot on all the Lucha stuff. But there's other people like Ember Moon 
uh, Keith Lee, Biff Busick, Oni Lorkin. I think he's out there too. Um, I'm wondering if we see any of these names start to pop up in other places sometime soon. Cause I think tomorrow is when a bunch of them are free. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, AEW is pretty stacked right now. It's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's really a good time to be out there at the moment because, uh, yeah, that, that roster is very bloated. And I think we're starting to feel the bloat a little bit in AEW, but some of them you're, you're like a Keith Lee or whatever you're, you're going to want to pick up. So I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I feel AEW at the moment. It's just every week we have someone else joining them. Yeah, it's true. They, they do that a lot, but I think out of anyone, I would like to see Keith Lee uh, show up there out of that list. Uh, Well, should we talk about some NXT? I think so. Let's talk about some NXT from Tuesday, February 1st, 2022nd. And, well, we start off with some recaps of the Royal Rumble. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, what's his name? Jackass dude. Fuck. Oh, Johnny uh, Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Hitting that Shibata forearm. That yeah, thing had was, a great forearm. That guy was tough, bro. All Japan yeah. superstar Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, I heard that Jackass is going to be his last one because he got a brain injury. But then he's doing the Royal Rumble. No, then he's what is he doing? Getting what is he talking? Lit about? up by AJ Styles. Yeah, no, he was lighting. AJ didn't know what to do. AJ was shook. Well, no, AJ did his combo, didn't he? he did his his palm palm back oh, fix right. kick yeah. thing? Yeah, clothesline. Yeah, still didn't look as tough as Knox. As that forearm? I mean, and Knoxville pointed at the sign, so that was good. We start off NXT with Imperium with don't call him Walter Gunther. And Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner, and they're going up against the Diamond Mine, which is Brutus and Julius Creed and Roderick Strong. Uh, we have Eichner in here with Julius here, who hits like a fireman senton slam. Bartel tags in and starts hitting a series of kicks in the corner while yelling nine, and then hits a butterfly suplex and then like a flying second rope torpedo elbow for a near fall. Gunther comes in and he gets Walter chance oh, yeah. from the crowd here, yeah. obviously. Um, he starts beating these guys around, tags Bartel back in, who locks in a money clip because Imperium is so money. A popular move these days. Uh, Julius then hits this like huge headlock. It's like a headlock guillotine su- overhead suplex thing. Uh, Roddy then comes back in and hits a backbreaker on Eichner as they go to picture and picture. When they do, it's the Imperium beating down on Roddy, tagging in and out. But then when we come back, Brutus tags in and hits a series of these side slams, a side kick to Gunther. But um, this showdown between Brutus, who's the the more bigger one, and Gunther was pretty great until Gunther finally gets his hands on him and chops him down, hits a powerbomb, stacks him, and Gunther, as they say, wins his match here with Imperium. Yeah, I mean, this this was the match of the night. By far, this was the the match I was most (laughs) looking forward to tonight. Um, I... uh, like okay, we're we're calling him Gunther now, but uh, it, it it's still Walter doing Walter things with his big chops and stuff. I I really enjoyed Roddy and Eichner going at it. Like Roddy came in with just so much um, energy and hitting those backbreakers and his his kind of locomotive uh, like forearms and stuff. Uh, I thought he looked great. 
uh, all, all these, all six of these guys are are awesome. I I wonder we've had two big losses now with Roddy. I kind of hope it's sort of addressed in story because I I worry that maybe uh, Diamond Mine might become a bit of a uh, like a Legado who are an entertaining team but just seem to lose all the time. Um, but maybe going forward with the the Dusty Classic, I'd like to see Imper- uh, sorry Diamond Mine win this and maybe be the ones to to take it off of Imperium to get a bit of steam. But uh, still, the question is like, what are we doing with Roddy right now? Yeah, it's almost as if like they're going to kick him out. Is that like what it's going to lead to? Is that something that's going to happen? Because he was the no, he wasn't the one who was pinned though. So I mean, he wasn't the one that was pinned. No, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, true. He wasn't uh, it's, the one that it's was just two big, two big losses a couple of weeks in a row now uh, with these guys. I would like to see them win as well. Uh, the wrestling for, from these Creed brothers are is very impressive. I do not know how WWE can mess them mess them up. I know that's a funny thing to say in wrestling because mm. that happens a lot. I mean, but honestly, they're awesome. Oh, both these teams seem seem money for me, and I think yeah. would do better as a unit going up to the main roster. I think it's been a while since we've had any sort of uh, kind of real stable on the main roster. Um, I can't, I can't think of anything really going at the moment. Maybe nothing's coming to my head, but I, I think a stable to kind of shake up Aurora Smackdown could be good. And I, you could go with either of these teams. And I think, um, I think both benefit all being together. I think Roddy is definitely someone you worry about on his own. Um, and he he needs to be with other people, I think, especially in the in the land of the giants on Aurora SmackDown. Um, and Walter, it's just whether Vince would get him. But I think having three three mean Europeans going up could could work. Um, but for now, while they're in NXT, as long as we can see them wrestle and have more of this rather than all the other shit we're about to talk about, I'm happy. Yeah. No. No. I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm happy that I get to see Walter. I think Imperium have been impressing us without Walter for quite some time. They're still yeah. like one of the last remaining black and gold brand people here. So it's kind of interesting, but I could see them being a main unit. If they are used properly on the main event, then that would be pretty awesome. And I think I could say the same about these diamond mine. I know it's early for these Creed brothers, but the wrestling is kind of there. The look is getting there. I I prefer when they maybe get more of a, Kurt Angle looking gear than maybe like kind of high school wrestling <laughs> gear, mm. but like there's a difference. Like they just, it doesn't look quite, quite prim and proper as some of the other gear, but I think yeah. it's coming. I think they're coming along and they're still so new, but so, so early I'm already like, Whoa, these guys look like awesome. Like they look like, like Shelton and Brock or uh, Shelton and Charlie Haas, like back in the day when they were still starting out. So it's, it's quite interesting, but and a team I, like Imperium is only going to compliment them, you know, yeah. like and this, this was a, a nice little kind of what to say, like wet your whistle a little before seeing what the eventual kind of hopefully tag team title match will be after the dust classic. Yeah. It's kind of letting you get a little taste of what, what is to come. Hopefully we get that match because now we want to see it. So they did a good job. Uh, definitely the highlight of the show. That's it. Good night. Take care. Good night. Bye. <laughs> safe. That was NXT. Oh, <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah. We go to LA Knight, and he's uh, a little upset that Grayson Waller still has this restraining order against him. 
And in comes Joe Gacy and Harland. And Gacy starts talking to LA Knight. He doesn't really like what he's hearing. And he says, you know what? If I don't like the way you two creepy guys are, um, it's it's possible that LA Knight's going to get a restraining order against these two guys because they're so weird. But LA Knight's going to face Joe Gacy later tonight. But yeah, what's with restraining orders in wrestling? I know, rest, right? It's a, it's a bit hard to have a restraining order when you both work in the same same building. Yeah, um, I don't think that works. Yeah. What, no. if, what if me and you? Would, I what it, like if had a restraining order against yeah, each other? That's I mean, why you it left. work at the moment for the yeah. next couple of months. But <laughs> left. That's why you left. Well, that match is late happening later. We get promo for. Hey, did you get your WrestleMania tickets? Uh, not this year, no. They're letting you know that uh, WrestleMania is happening. I keep calling things PPVs. Like we do podcasts and Patreon pay- retro pay-per-view reviews. So I call them PPVs, like retro pay-per-views. But mm. I'm, they're not called that anymore. So I need to get it nope. in my head properly that it's now called... PLEs. PLEs? Yeah. Premium live event. Oh, Yeah. PLEs. Uh, the one thing I did like about this commercial for WrestleMania is it uses more of the weekend. They're just like, you know what? Every year you put out a hot song, we'll just put it as a WrestleMania song. It's fine. It's like they just go for it. I, I'm okay with it compared yeah. to other yeah. stuff they've got. Like it's a I great like the song. weekend. It's a yeah. good song. Honestly, I fucking <laughs> love the song. I love that album. So I'm just like, it's so funny. They're just like, yeah, this works. And then next year, yeah, you know what? We'll just. Hey, what do you got now? Yeah, we'll take that too. It's like by the end of it, kids, kids in 20 years are gonna be like, yo, remember when when WWE went through that weekend phase? As we talk about the Limp Biscuit phase, you know? Limp Biscuit, your flow rider, your pitbull. Wow. Poppy. <laughs> we did, yeah. Pour one out. Pour mm. one out. Hey, uh, you missed uh you missed Ollie J last week. Oh no, I didn't. I, I did. I did watch Ollie J last week. <laughs> All right, just checking. Uh NXT, they remind us that in the next two weeks that it won't be on the USA network, but it will be on sci-fi, which means Vengeance Day is going to be on sci-fi, right? That is yes. okay. That's so right. It's because of the Olympics. Yeah. Right? Beijing yeah. Olympics. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. About the Olympics? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it's fine. I, I tend to get into it. I know my mum my is big into the Olympics. So being here, it's going to be on the TV. Um, yeah. we'll like, we'll get into the team GB and all that, but no, I, if it's on, I'll watch bits. I like watching the weird stuff, to be honest, during the Olympics, the, oh, the yeah. sports that I like, like snowboarding. Yeah. Sean that, White, baby. Oh wait, it's the winter Olympics. Is it? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's, it's not the summer Olympics. I, I don't know. It's summer someplace, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. I like the ones where they like do jumps and shit. Nice. <laughs> nice. You heard it here first. We like the ones that do jumps and shit. I'm surprised you're not a fan of Ricochet if you're a fan of jumps and shit. Well, he should maybe do the Winter Olympics. You don't have to fucking talk there. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of them get over when they talk. It's good. <laughs> we go to our next segment, Toxic Attraction. Come down to the ring, the three champions. Um, Vic Joseph, clearly a big fan of our review we did a little while ago of Backlash, all the power, all the gold. Two men mm. on the trip because he says Toxic Attraction has all the power and has all the gold. And he who has the power has all the gold all that way. Mandy Rose, 
starts talking about how she's the champion and that all these people are claiming they're getting title shots and putting titles on the line. Well, Gigi and JC say in two weeks, they're going to put the tag titles on the line. It sounds like it's going to be against Indy and Persia where, mm-hmm. where Kaylee Ray comes out and interrupts Mandy and with it, her bat. Yeah. She's got her baseball bat and Kaylee Ray, uh, basically, she wants a title match with Mandy. She's trying to scare her. And Mandy says, you wish you were me. You all wish you were me. And the men here wish they could be with me. And Kaylee Ray, it, she says, you're not, you're not going to get a title match. And Kaylee Ray says, look, I've been fighting down here in NXT when you were slipping on WrestleMania and, and starts dissing her when she, when she fell that one time. Uh, Mandy says it doesn't matter. All these sucking the face off of Otis. Oh yeah, she said. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mandy says uh, everyone wishes they were her. They're all fugazis. And Kaylee says, "Oh, don't worry. By the end of the night, I'm going to get my title match." And Mandy says, "Huh? Doubtful." When Kaylee Ray smacks her, and then they all run off. But Kaylee Ray says she's going to get that title match from Mandy later tonight. Yeah, I think I think Kaylee Ray's got a lot of work to do to get this crowd on her side, and they tried really hard tonight because she came out to no reaction. I didn't think I didn't think Mandy or Gigi or J- and JC sounded very good at all. The segment felt very flat. But I will say that line about Mandy slipping at WrestleMania and sucking the face of Otis was a good line and did kind of wake the crowd up a little, and the slap did as well. Um, so by the end of the segment, I, I thought they kind of saved it a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel the crowd uh, are really behind Kaylee Ray at this point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of a disconnect and I like her wrestling. I think her wrestling is really good. Um, and maybe it's just, um, maybe it's the, the accent to like a North American audience. Like the Scottish accent isn't like easy to, to necessarily like follow all the time, but there's, there's just something this this rage character isn't quite connecting with me. And we see her throughout the whole night carrying around this baseball bat. She never uses this baseball bat, you know, it's, it, it really seems like a prop and like, she's trying to get this thing, just fucking smash her shins, you know, just go for her with this thing. Um, but yeah, it, this, this was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I wanted to be into it, and I'm, I'm like the match could be cool because you know what, Kaylee Ray is uh, awesome, and kind of the, some of the stuff she said is true. So it's like, all right, well, let's see if you get this match. She might. We go to Cora Jade. She's backstage being interviewed about Raquel Gonzalez, and Cora says she has a match with Raquel tonight, and she's gonna have to prove to Raquel that we should be a tag team. And she says that she's gonna hit Raquel with everything that I got. When Raquel enters the frame and says, look, you're not scared. Well, you should be Chiquita. And she's not going to hold anything back either here tonight. We go to commercial, but when we come back before that match, Toxic Attraction is shown leaving the arena. The gals are getting in their what, black SUV, the Uber black. But before, yeah. before Mandy can open it, it's locked. And the window rolls down. And Kaylee Ray is in the driver's seat, but the girls are now locked in the back. And Kaylee Ray then drives off 
with the two, thus kidnapping the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Yep. And did did they come back? I'm trying to remember. No, they did she kidnapped. kill the? Yeah. And bye bye Gigi and JC. What did she do to them? What did she do with them? <laughs> how did she like? How did this happen? How does this like? Could they not? Oh, like, is it hard to get out of doors? What? Why couldn't they get out of the doors of the car? I, I guess she she locked them. Like, like yeah. How, how did she? How did she get in the car? Child locks. I don't know what it would be, but Mandy yeah. couldn't get Mandy couldn't get into the car, and Kaylee drives off. Where did she take them? Did she beat their shins with the bat? Um, yeah, I, I don't think she ever uses this bat. I, and and Mandy, Mandy didn't seem too upset. She was just like, "Oh my god, she's crazy." <laughs> yeah, uh, she's. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like she kidnaps these people and then she's still going to chase after Mandy, I guess, is the yeah, is the storyline. But wow, just great stuff. It, it doesn't end, though. That's not the end of it. We no, do go no. to our next, <laughs> our next match, Raquel versus Cora. So Cora wants to team with Raquel in the Dusty Cup, but Raquel's like, nah, I don't, I don't, I work alone. But Cora's going to prove her strength here. But she gets this huge clothesline from Raquel early on. And then this huge sidewalk slam to a spin-out side effect from Raquel for a near fall. Cora counters a move and hits a stunner for a one count. And then Raquel puts her back into a hold. The Canadian backbreaker just bending her and then running her into the, the turnbuckle and then like turning into like a gory special. When eventually Jade gets out of it, Jade jumps off the top rope and gets caught into a like a side power slam, but counters that into an octopus. Like an octopus stretch, it looked mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, eventually, Raquel gets out of that. There's a series of roll-ups, a crazy rope run Rana from Jade for a near fall. But then she goes for something similar again and then gets countered into the Chingona bomb. One, two, three. Raquel beats her. But just as we suspected, I think we all did. She picks her up and it's the respect angle. She stares her down and says, all right, all right, you did good. You did good. Maybe maybe I will team with you. Yeah, I, I thought this was all right. Um, I quite like Cora Jade. I think she's she's obviously so young and there's a long way to go. Like, hopefully, if she can stay healthy, like, she can be around for a long time. And I, I think she plays the role of the kind of the kid in NXT quite well and the fact that they've built up that in the past she's been having these fluke wins, it it does put a little bit of doubt when facing a, a Raquel Gonzalez that she could get that sneaky roll up or whatever. Um, this wasn't anything like special. It wasn't a particularly long match, but um, I I like the little story they've been telling with these two. Um, do you see these two winning it? Because there's not really much story for anyone else in it and then yeah. Raquel could be kind of back-to-back champion of yeah. the Dusty Classic. Yeah, I think so. Like honestly, who else is there? Persia and Indy. And they're like, they're the they're only gonna, yeah. There's no one else. There's literally this tag team, there's not there's no one. So mm. yeah. It's yeah. I, I didn't I didn't mind the match. It was pretty quick. That Rana by Jade was pretty cool. Yeah. Looked really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Considering how young she is, like she she can wrestle pretty well. Um we go to, we go to Saray is next, but I'll go to this Pete Dunn promo that is in. I hate these like go to break, come back things. It's like, so, all right, Pete Dunn shows clips of him with Tony D'Angelo 
and with the cricket bat. And he says, Hey, Tony, how's the hand? You said there's what, 13 ways, 26 ways to, to use a crowbar. Well, there's, I know at least one to use with a cricket bat. And he's kind of mocking Tony with his hand gestures and stuff. Uh, it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. He said, um, he goes, well, you say about handling business. Well, I handle my business yeah. and does the hand gesture. <laughs> and then and then Pete Dunn does this look where he's like, what am I doing? So stupid. Why am I in this cartoon right now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, why am I still in 2.0? But so uh, he mentioned chairs and weapons and stuff, but then he said, let's go, let's fight how it all started with a cage match. So Pete challenges Tony to a cage match. Uh, I think it's either happening. Is it Vengeance Day? Uh, I, I I don't know if they confirmed. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume they didn't really stay. confirm it. Yeah, I've right. quite enjoyed their last two matches. So I think a, a cage. Uh, we've seen some good cage matches in NXT in the past, and perhaps this is the write off of Pete Dunne. Yeah. What do you keep, think? We keep thinking that, and then we keep thinking happen. that. Yeah. So maybe um, we go to Saray. It's a video package, kind of what we've seen her last week saying 2020 wasn't my year. But now I have the power and I will show everyone. And then it shows her backstage. And we've talked about Saray, who her gimmick is changed here. She's kind of just a, what, a Japanese schoolgirl school type thing here. Kind of nerdy, walking through the halls, going into gorilla position for her matchup next. And then like has this, this what, this amulet, this special the necklace. Jewel, yeah, yeah, the necklace thing. She clutches it, looks down at it walks through gorilla walks through the tunnel and just as i literally said she's going to come out as this the warrior the sun now isn't she isn't she music hits the smoke hits the lights the tron everything saray the warrior of the sun and now she's 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 done it she's sailor mooned us she's uh basically got streaks in her hair she's got the colorful gear looks like how kind of she used to do, but more, maybe more amped up. Yeah. She had like her fringe was kind of silver now and, and a bit more colorful. Um, this made me laugh and the Brits listening will know what I'm talking about there. There used to be a program on over here kind of before like X factor and American idol. And all that was a thing called stars in their eyes. And it was, people would come on and they'd, um, they'd, they'd be their favorite singer and they'd impersonate them and, and sing one of their songs, but they do the full makeover. So they look like them. And it was always a thing where they'd be like, the host was called Matthew Kelly and they'd go tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Freddie Mercury. And they'd walk through the smoke and they'd come back right away and they'd be looking like Freddie Mercury. And this was just Saray right here in a schoolgirl thing tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be the warrior of the sun. Um, I put a little tweet out on my on my Twitter just showing a clip, like a little gif of what it looked like. But yeah, I was getting that and I, I got a little chuckle from this. Yeah, it was like she walks through this tunnel and all of a sudden she's someone else. It's like, how has no one done this recently? <laughs> this, yeah. like, <laughs> especially through the pandemic era. Like, I know we did a lot of video edits and stuff, but like, it's so funny. It made me laugh out loud. I knew it ex- exactly what they were doing. As soon as it cut to her walking backstage, holding that oh, thing, yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to do this, aren't they? And yeah, uh, I I, I love it. I, I think it's amazing. It's so funny. Uh, so Saray is now the, the warrior of the sun. She comes into the ring and she's going to face Kayla 
inlay. Uh, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. pig I don't know if, what that is, but I've never heard of her before, but she had a nice little outing here. Um, Vic Joseph on commentary mentions that this family heirloom of Saray makes her feel happy. And that's why yeah. she, she has it all the time. Uh, and then Wade tries to like sell the story of the amulet and all this stuff. And you could tell he hates it. He's like, she's basically reading lines here and he's like, ah, don't even believe what I'm saying. Uh, there's arm drags from Saray and then uh, like side kind of side chain wrestling when then they interrupt the match with this like audio clip. We've seen them do this before with Mackenzie Mitchell, who's just like mentioning about what Mandy Rose and other stuff that's going Bailey on. Ray's return to the arena. She's back. It's oh, like without JC and Gigi. It's like, why do this in the middle of the match? I, I kind of hate it. Um, there's that. It's it's a throwaway. And it, like, yeah. if it's, uh, I don't mind. It's not like you're cutting to the back. That's what I hate when you actually go to a different place. But yeah. Oh, yeah. when you've already got commentary talking about all kinds of rubbish, I, I don't mind so much a little audio Mackenzie coming in. Well, Saray eventually hits this. Uh, stomp type move and then hits we've seen her do this the the drop kick of death or the drop kick of doom the drop kick of the sun really you knew this kayla had it incoming she blocked it but just eats it and then this t-bone exploder backdrop driver saray wins the match the warrior of the sun she it did it the saito wasn't it the the saito super yeah huh? it's 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 awesome it's such a cool looking move um it looks like taz doing it or something she's mm. like she's like hook dream match saray versus hook <laughs> that would be great uh but you know what the character it made me laugh but at the same time i'm like they were not using you at all not pushing you at all if this is gonna push you somewhere then let's see where it can go why not i don't think it's gonna work to be honest <laughs> not on the main I, roster absolutely not no i don't think it's gonna work here um there was <laughs> nothing different about her in ring so it's all backstage stuff. But once she comes out, it's it's exactly the same gimmick as before, pretty much. Like, I didn't see really any change in her wrestling style or anything. And I think a lot of people are just going to find the, the gimmick stuff hokey. I, I don't think this is really going to connect. Um, I, I think she's good, but there, it, I felt the same as how I felt watching her the last year. She's, she's a good wrestler, but something... Like I, I can't see them going much further with her, and I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did think for uh, this uh, Kayla, sorry, Kayla Inlay, think for someone who is essentially just doing uh, uh, the enhancement talent role here. I thought she showed a little bit of promise as well, and I, I wonder if we're going to see more of her because um, I thought she looked quite good too. Yeah, the, the issue with like Saray is they brought her in and was doing these moves anyways, and then they kind of just dropped it like cold, and then now they just a had sudden, to lose, <laughs> and then now it's all of a sudden she's a, a nerd character that turns into this like warrior thing. It's like okay, sure, mm-hmm. are you explaining why you you act like this or dress like this? Sure, for me though, the wrestling is there, and that's kind of maybe why I'm like, all right, all right, because. I want to see her have a, a run that we've seen other NXT women in the roles have in the past in NXT. But I'm like, is that just what old NXT was? I don't know. But we've had some great runs in the women's division, like your Ember mm-hmm. Moons or your uh, Eos or, or Asuka or Shayna. And I feel like if 
with the if the wrestling's there, then that would be pretty sweet to see her kind of yeah wrestle. I mean, right? the thing is, I, I think my comparison would be EO because remember when she first came in and she was just kind of the smiley smiley yeah um and and I think there was a bit of a disconnect there until she uh sure. she did the whole character change and and then it connected and i i felt here it's yeah you're doing all this stuff backstage you're doing the vignettes but if you're just sat in in uh, the cwc and ju- and not paying attention to these video packages it's the same saray there's no change here yeah no there's, I, there's a real overhaul with that uh eo character back in the day but this was week one so we'll see when maybe get her in a bit more of a program with someone uh, hopefully, because I, I do like a wrestling. I, I think it's good. And that drop kick is killer. Yeah. Well, we might see a bit more of her later. We go to Duke Hudson, a video vignette for him. And well, it shows him him shedding his his gambling addiction. Sham- <laughs> just throwing away his poker player gimmick. He's he starts his promo by quoting Cobra Kai. So I don't know if this is a better direction or not, but strike first. I'm in this for the long game. He's just, he's literally just quoting Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Look where that got me, huh? Well, his gimmick is now he cuts his own hair and he yeah. watches Cobra Kai on Netflix. He's given up on poker because he's shit at it. Yeah. And he, he cuts his own hair. He said he had addictions and got me in the wrong place in the long game. Well, my only addiction now is inflicting pain. I make my own luck. Yeah, yeah. This, this promo was real, real cookie cutter. Real like, mm-hmm. okay, just go say some mean things and generic one-liners. Yeah. Uh, or just watched literally Cobra Kai first episode and just was like, huh, I'll just say that. But yeah. he's like shaving. I didn't even describe what was on the visuals because it's him shaving his head in a dark room, like a, the the electric razor, just shaving his head. That's what he does now. He's a yeah. he's going he's going from the poker player to the like self barber gimmick. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this guy, but yeah, are you excited for this new gimmick? Sure. <laughs> strike, yeah, I, the, the, strike the, first. The, the most I liked no mercy. Uh, Duke Hudson was when he was just a dick to Kyle O'Reilly backstage. Yeah. You know, and it's more kind of what uh, kind of Grayson Waller's going down now, just like a, just a bit of a dickhead. Whereas <laughs> it seems like they're just throwing things at this guy to try and make work. And I, I think maybe just let him be Duke Hudson and, and talk and be a bit of an asshole and then beat people up. Might well, work better. Well, now... He's just addicted to inflicting pain. Oh, yeah. And he makes his own luck. All right. Can't wait to see what happens. We go to Braun Breaker, the NXT champ with Tommaso Ciampa backstage. Braun is pretty much like, hey, Ciampa, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for stepping up. We're going to have that tag team match tonight. LDF, they're going to be light work. Ciampa says, no worries. I know you appreciate the help and it's all about respect. And Champ is still playing a, like, hey, I'm your friend, but still kind of playing a little hard to get here. But they have their matchup against Legato tonight. They do say that it's not a two on three. It's just Joaquin Wild and uh, what is it? Uh, and Raul Mendoza. Mendoza versus these two guys. So that changed because they did say three on two last week, right? I thought they did as well. I thought they did too. Well, okay, we get the tag. We go to Carmelo Hayes, who comes out with. Trick Williams, 
And he he says that he's got a match at Vengeance Day against Cameron Grimes for the A title, the number one title here, the North American Championship that he holds. And says the old me, the old Carmelo, would come out here and verbally put Graves, put Grimes, sorry, in his grave. But I'm not going to do that because you people don't take him seriously. I do. Therefore, I'm still in the gym. I'm still hanging with Ollie J and I'm still <laughs> doing everything that it takes to beat Cameron Grimes. Grimes then walks out and he's there and trick says, don't say anything. You, what did he say? You low down raggedy and looking bum or something like oh, that. trick. I, he goes a mile a minute. Yeah. I can't, I can't. He says, don't sound good. Clo- yeah. Thought, but he said, don't come any closer. You're looking slimy. And Cameron Grimes says, Hey man, I ain't slimy. I'm grimy. <laughs> and then Cameron Grimes makes fun of tricks. Uh, SpongeBob's house looking pineapple hair. Well, he made fun of Mello's hair and then said, well, that must make trick Squidward. And I, I was like, why are you making fun of, Mello was wearing a hat to start with. Right. I don't know if he just messed it up and got them the wrong way around, but I think yeah, so. he was calling out. Yeah. Cause I was like, ah, Grimes, it doesn't actually kind of make sense there. Yeah. It was a little weird. Uh, making fun of the, the, the pineapple hair thing. Um, <laughs> they then, uh, he then mentions what something about, I see you hanging with Ollie J on Instagram and something about bikini bottom. Yeah, wanting to get in a bikini bottoms or something, which was a good line. It's just shame he kind of like messed the first bit up, butchered it. Uh, then Trick just goes off on Cameron Grimes even more fast. I couldn't really. It reminded me of Iggy Azalea that one concert she did that someone filmed where she's just really rapping really really fast, but it's kind of it's incoherent. You can't understand and. That's when Grimes says, hey, are you going to let this guy do the talking? Because I'm not fighting you. I'm fighting you. And says that I'm going to take that North American title. And Mello says, well, I'm going to shoot for the moon and take stars as casualties, which the, mm. even the crowd who was behind Grimes' whole promo was like, oh, that's a good line. That was a good line. And then it's like over. They leave. And then Grimes is like, yeah, well, uh, it's going to be a one star match because this star is going to the moon. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> said you're going to have a shitty match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just said you're going to have a bad match. But yeah. Now he meant because uh, he's the star. In the match. I know. I, I think the match is going to be great. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, you, you've kind of said it before that Cameron Grimes just looks like a guy now. Yeah. I, I still, I think he can be a baby face, but still rock the kind of suit jacket without the shirt underneath. I think he just, he just looks like he's, he's going to like a, I don't know, business party. He's or going something. to work. Yeah. He just looks That's a bit boring. like a guy. And I, I think it's, it's be- losing a bit of that heel edge has just made him a bit more bland. Um, I think the match is going to be fantastic. I really like both Mello and uh, and Grimes. Uh, just want him to find a bit of his swag back, maybe. Um, and Trick is growing on me every every week now. I think he's he's becoming a lot more comfortable. And and it's don't always catch what he's saying, but I kind of like that he's sort of the motor mouth. And then uh, Mello is more this kind of calm, cool, collected, and has these killer lines. Um, I I am enjoying their act. 
Carmelo is amazing on the microphone and, and in the ring. I am super excited for this match. Uh, I didn't, I, I, you know what? We love Grimes on the show specifically for years, but now that he looks like this guy and I thought he came across kind of weak in this promo, considering he usually, is pretty, yeah. Considering he usually is pretty solid on the microphone as well, mm. but I think he needs to, we've said it every week. We're a broken record essentially, but you put the hat back on. Yeah, you'll find lose the shirt and put the hat back on. It's like the demon. It's like the demon thing. So he's going to lose to Carmelo and then he's going to be like down in his dumps like, man, what am I going to do? And then he's like, yo, I got to I got to put the hat back on. And when you wear the hat, then you're the old Cameron Grimes. Yeah, vest, the hat. It's going to be lit. It's going to be great. The only guy I want to see wear the vest in NXT. We go to oh, boy, we go to Malik Blade and Idris Anafe backstage in a locker room they're really excited because they won their first match in the dusty classic they say that they need a tag team name now they're workshopping on some uh i think it's Idris who says well i mean we're brave we're bold we're confident we could be called the bbc and he's like whoa whoa, 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 whoa. hold on hold on i don't know if we should call each oh okay well then they continue talking when uh, is it Malik who's sitting down and he's like, ah, oh, just anything to, 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 to look at that, to take out that, that NXT women's champ. He's Mandy like, what, what would I do if she were to just come in right now? What would I say? And all that kind of, Oh, if I could take her out. Yeah. What would I even about say? Mandy Rose? And all of a sudden the like locker room door opens in comes Mandy Rose. Who's running away from Kaylee Ray trips over Malik and falls right into his lap. He then says, thank you, God, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> uh, then Mandy like gets up and then walks off and runs away. Kaylee Ray chases her out. And Idris is like, yo, we got to go see what that was all about. And Malik is like, I need a minute. And he's like, yo, come on, man, let's go. He's like, no, I need a minute as a segment. Malik's hidden blade, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that was a lot to process. This this did make me laugh. I mean the the acting was pretty terrible, but I I did this was one of the highlights of the show this week for me. Uh, I thought it was very funny and this was just the start of oh NXT 2.0 is getting horny again yeah, and 2.0. it pretty much stayed horny for the rest of the show tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to take in. First, uh, we get Malik and Idris going to call their new tag team the BBC. You're British. You're a big fan of BBC, aren't you? Yeah, it's a yeah. I I pay my TV license (laughs) and just enjoy all the BBC you can while you're over there. All the BBC, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. While you're in the the native land. Uh, Well, then, then it's that, and then Mandy Rose is on the guy's lap. I know they mentioned Mandy Rose last week. Like, oh, when we win, we're going to ask her out. That's funny. And the, oh, thank you, God, kind of thing. It's very, I'm thinking 90s, 2000s comedy when it's like the, the girl always just randomly lands right in front of you. And you're like, oh, wow. But but the, <laughs> the the like, we go from one segment where a guy's talking about SpongeBob and I'm like, uh-huh. And then the next segment, the guy's like, yo, I got a boner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> I did like he's covering up with the fur jacket, but. Yeah, it's it's all very immature. This show, but all over the place. I did, I did find this funny. I I I think I I don't know if it's because it was so ridiculous, but 
Malik played at Idris. I think if they were to do more stuff like this, like I found them funnier and maybe because it's more sillier and, and stuff, but more cheeky than uh, MSK. Like the two guys, like they they yeah, they riff no, they riff off each other pretty nicely. I think they they I mean, I'm not saying I don't think the acting's great, but I think they deliver. I feel MSK might be better, a little less scripted. Yeah, um, 100%, 100%. I I feel I I feel them really acting the lines, and it's very and again they're very immature, very childish. Um, this may be because I give these guys a bit more of a pass because they're very new. They are this kind of new crop of talent. So I kind of buy that they're, they're almost the new kids in school, right? A lot of these 2.0 people that, and Mandy's been in the company for a long time. So it's, it's like the, the nerds, the, the nerd first years fancying the, the hot girl in third year or whatever. Like uh, that's what I'm kind of getting. So I maybe give them a bit more of a pass, but yeah, I've, I've liked them. I, I, I've enjoyed their ring work so far and I, I like that they're getting time to sort of grow on the mic and, and try a bit of comedy. This, this didn't offend me as much as a lot of the other stuff on this show did. And I did get a chuckle. So seeing the BBC grow did not offend you. <laughs> That's good to know going forward on NXT. I think they should call themselves that. It's funny. <laughs> we go yeah. to uh, diamond mine backstage they're a little butt hurt about their match earlier today and uh, Malcolm says that he plans on moving forward and that the Creed bros will bounce back and win the Dusty Classic and get their revenge against Imperium and um, the grizzled young veterans interject here and say huh get you losers we'll beat you guys next week we'll make light work of you so the dusty classic continues with diamond mine and the grizzled young vets next week but i think the creed bros go go forward i think they they should yeah um we've seen these two have a match before i believe but um i like grizzled young vets as a team but i think the money at this point is in creed brothers and you should go with them well, if the money is in the Creed brothers, they better watch out because the Grizzled Young Vets are going to rob them. Rob them. We haven't seen that for a little <laughs> bit, have we? Good. I hope yeah, someone they, listened. I, I hope it's kind of little dropped yeah. a little. I hope they got rid of that, where they rob their Uber Eats drivers. What the fuck? Mm. Ridiculous. Why didn't we talk about that when it came to worst gimmicks? That had to be up there, for sure. <laughs> Stealing people's money for no reason, because your NXT contract was still on the yeah. UK, set to UK. <laughs> We go to LA Knight versus Joe Gacy. He's got Harland with him here, standing tall, menacing, very scary. LA Knight hits a running neck breaker to Gacy for a one count. There's then a Uranagi from Gacy as he fights back. He has a pretty sweet looking Uranagi move. Um, they they mention that Harland is watching and he's very scary and that he throws people down stairs and off roofs, but they don't mention Brian Kendrick. Uh, Gacy works the leg of LA Knight and then Knight comes back and gets Gacy stuck in the corner with his leg and hits another neck breaker. He then goes to the outside when we see, is it Sanga who shows up? I think this was the first time we caught his name, right? This was Sarab from Indusheer, but yeah, they're calling him Sanga now. He's standing there and distracts, well, the ref doesn't see any of this. He distracts LA Knight which then out of nowhere, out of the frame, in comes a rolling 
Grayson Waller, which then he hits a stunner on LA Knight. Then the ref counts the 10 count and LA Knight is disqualified when Grayson Waller then says, next week, if you can beat Sanga, then I'll get rid of the restraining order and you can beat, you can face me. But Sanga hits him with a choke slam uh, at first, which it looked, the yeah. choke slam looked all right, actually. I, I, I agree, actually. I, I did think the choke slam looked nice. I, I like, um, I'm actually liking uh, LA Knight as a baby facer a lot more than I was expecting. I think he, uh, he remi- I think I've said this before, but he reminds me of The Rock uh, as his wrestling style, just the way he moves. I think he's a similar build to The Rock, like back in the day. Um, and right. yeah, yeah like, like the way he kind of flicks his legs when he runs around, it's, it's hard to exp- explain, but he's got a lot of rock mannerisms. And I think it's really working as a baby face. And I think the crowd are taking to him as one well as uh one as well and i think this feud's been going on for a while but i'm kind of looking forward to the match more because i feel both are more defined in their roles grayson waller being a, a way more defined heel than they were when they first did this and la knight as this face so um I, i'm kind of looking forward to the match uh this match i mean it was mainly la knight and then just joe gacy getting the win at the end there with the the interference but um yeah again it was all it wasn't really a match it's all setting up story right yeah no i i i agree uh it was it was nothing it sets up this match but uh yeah that cool choke slam uh but i know what you mean la knight does like certain mannerisms and stuff with his body that's very similar to the rocks because they got machismo we mm. go to robert stone who's backstage with von wagner that's right. Robert Stone says he was looking at things all wrong. He, he kept looking at the entertainment part of sports entertainment. He kept looking at these people who wanted to be stars, but everyone's gone and left him. Well, he had to look elsewhere. And that's when he saw the six, five monster. That is Von Wagner. So I, yeah, I paid his, his, uh, what his fees for, for his all violations. The fines. Yeah. The fines and everything. Being up people. And I'll pay him again and again. This guy is, you know, going to take over. And this is Von Wagner. And then Von Wagner, he's now in like a suit jacket or a blazer. Looks more kept. Looks nice. He's He then ends it with, this is Von Wagner's world. Yeah. And I, I actually think they did a good job of making Robert Stone look more serious. He wasn't in his ridiculous suits we've seen him wear before. Um, so Wagner desperately needs a mouthpiece but they they clearly like him they they clearly see something in him and and as you've said he's a really fantastic wrestler so um (laughs) (laughs) so uh i think this pairing could work and maybe uh something better for robert stone as well if he's taking it a bit more seriously yeah i still think von wagner had one line to say here and he still didn't sound good at all i'm like you didn't even have to say that one line it was half a line as well Uh, it it? wasn't good it just sounded so bad but uh i i could see this guy getting better again this is supposed to be this developmental so uh, i am i think it's probably the right move for this guy because i do think he's a good wrestler but we go to our next match wendy chu versus amari miller so last week uh, Tiffany told, or is it earlier today? I forget all these pre-taped things. They they had Tiffany Stratton 
going up to Amari Miller saying, if you take out Wendy Chu, I will take you shopping and shows her daddy's credit card. So take out Wendy Chu tonight. So in the match now, Wendy Chu, Amari Miller. Uh, Wendy does uh, some sleeping. I have to mention Wendy's uh, theme song. It's like this. Mm. It's like bedtime lullaby in remix into a trap beat. I actually thought it was pretty funny. Uh, and that's like what clouds and like sleepy time, ridiculous things. Yeah. It's so, so stupid. But uh, yeah, she comes out, she's in her pajamas and ready to fight. They also don't mention it's coffee in her, her sippy cup. They mention it's a slurpee. slurpee. Slushies yeah. and slurpees and stuff. Um, Wendy does a move where she grabs the person's leg, so grabs Miller's leg, and then just koalas it and cuddles and sleeps, which then Miller tries to get off of her. Uh, Wendy then gets she Amari. tells her to be quiet when she's trying, she's like she's sleeping here. I'm sleep. Uh, Wendy then knocks Amari down and then does us explain this move then a sleep elbow like she's hit she does the like posing to go to sleep and then elbows with it yeah she did these for a lot of her moves does like the the hand in like the prayer position by the by the head for a pillow but hitting an elbow this is like what it's very on the nose isn't it would you call this move the sleep elbow the sleep elbow app to sleep album, elbow. Yeah. Yeah, sleepy elbow. elbow. <laughs> sleep <that> elbow. No. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, there's then some like fiery moves. A Miller comes back to try to hit her with strikes. And this just fires Wendy up even more. There's then a huge like running counter to a belly to belly overhead throw from Chu. And then this huge exploder out of the corner, which was awesome. Miller comes back though, kicking out, hits a code breaker for a near fall. This is when Tiffany Stratton comes down, slides the credit card into the ring and says, Miller, look, I'm going to take you shopping. Come on. And Miller's like, oh, I don't know about this. Uh, ends up getting a roll up, gets out of it, but then runs into what I guess is Wendy's finishing move here because this is what she finishes it with. We mentioned the sleeping pose. Well, it's like she does the sleeping, you know, baby sleeping position pose, but as a double chop to the face and Wendy Chu wins. Mm. And and now Wendy has Tiffany's daddy's credit card as she dances around and holds it up saying, you know, I'm going to go shopping with your dad's credit card. But Wendy mm. Chu wins the match. But wow. I think. Uh- I way prefer the tag team match with Wendy Chu the other week with just like the little burst and her sleeping on the apron. I think uh, it's finding the balance because clearly she can wrestle and I, I like it when it's, it's like Orange Cassidy, right? When he finally wants to be motivated, it just feels a bit too, uh, as I say, on the nose, explained to me. It's like, look, I am sleeping and I do sleepy poses. I think, I think pick the spots and it was a little too much of it for me. Yeah. I mean, why isn't she using the go-to sleep? We've said it a few times now. It's like, that is basically perfect. Just do that move. Or a sleeper uh, suplex or something like, yeah. Sleeper suplex. Yeah. True. Yeah. There's a few different things. Look, the the, the thing is she, she can wrestle because actually she's hitting mm-hmm. some pretty sweet moves as well, but it's like, you're given this silly gimmick that, yeah, it's so silly that it, 
makes me laugh and smile. And then I see the wrestling. I'm like, oh, you're actually good. But like, really, how many legs are actually on this bed? Uh, where is she going to go? You see what I did there? But like the sleeping thing, the beat and everything, I was like laughing. I'm like, this is so funny. The the sleepy girl. But it's like so weird. And then her dancing with the credit card at the end. I'm like, man, like no disrespect. But what happened to NXT? What happened to wrestling? What's going it, on? <laughs> it, this was a, yeah, I was watching a kid show here. You know, like this was, show. Yeah, it looked this like this was really a, this was comfy like, couch. <laughs> I was watching a pantomime or or something here. Yeah. Um, and you look and you look, there's no or I couldn't see any kids in the crowd. It's all adults, and you're just like, What? Who are you aiming this for? Like you're 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 meant to be aiming, you have you have in one segment someone talking about their their dick, how they got a boner. You have Ollie J last week. And Trick and Mello, like, <laughs> with her. Like, as I say, the half the show's horny. And then you've got this. You've got, you got SpongeBob SquarePants references. And this girl who's like, look at me. I sleep. I sleep. And I wrestle. It's very, it's such a over-the-top cartoon. And I think it actually makes me really kind of... Uh, respect Orange Cassidy even more because I do think he gets the balance perfect most of the time. I know I know a lot of people would disagree. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I, I think when he does it, you you really get that he's doing it to to play with the other person, to piss them off. Whereas here, I'm like, I think you're just you're just sleeping. playing, sleeping. And you're it's playing possum. And it and it looks like a like directing a school play where you got with these seven year olds and you go and and you're gonna wake up and pretend you're really tired and it's just yeah they, this didn't I really enjoyed the the tag match the other week but um, this is gonna wear thin very quick and I think it already has yeah like it, she didn't she didn't do the sleeper matrix escape thing that was the best thing yeah yeah she didn't do this one but yeah i guess she got to pick their spots a bit more but very weird uh but i didn't feel bad for her because she she clearly that exploder suplex she hit was awesome like some of her moves look great and she's been lumped with like the first year the first whole year of her career in nxt with this may ying gimmick where she wrestled what twice three times and couldn't again, couldn't really show what she could do because she was in this gimmick. And now it's the same thing here. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of it, weird, yeah. It looks like, from what I've seen, this woman could be having fantastic sort of main event level matches for the women's title and, and actually good wrestling. And she's just playing this this children's character. She's, they're just sleeping on her, bro. Uh, That's what they're doing. She's slept on. That's what it is. Well, I want to see her go shopping. Maybe the character gimmick's broken already. She's going to go shopping and realize she doesn't have to wear pajamas and buy gear. To work. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. Maybe she'll buy coffee. Uh, we go to... Oh, oh it's well, time to get horny again with the yeah. next segment. We've had our kids bit. Let's flip the channel. It's horny 2.0 again. Bonk. We go to Indy and Persia backstage. Indy is in arm in arm with Dex. And 
Well, uh, Purge is on Tinder, it looks like. And she's talking about uh, some exes and some boys, some boy toys, and she's distracted. And Indy's kind of talking about like how you're distracted. And then Purge is talking about someone's abs and asking advice about Dexter from Dexter. And Dexter just gives the thumbs down. He says, Oh, she, she's talking about Duke Hudson. Oh, she she's likes talking Duke about Hudson. Duke. Oh, she yeah. And, and Indy's like, nah, he seems a bit of like a, a bad boy he doesn't seem very nice and dexter's like yeah no he sucks because yeah. the thumbs down when are you ready jensen interrupts yeah uh what's his brooks jensen brooks brooks jensen brooks jensen interrupts here and says hey dex you know you've been doing fine in that department being married and all uh i need some advice you know i need some help because i just i just want was it casey he says or caden now it's caden he wants Caden. He wants Caden to talk to me more. I want to, you know, be able to connect with her more, and I want her to like me. When Indy says it's a lot, a lot better when the guy is less communicative, like less vocal, and then nonverbal communication is sexy. And then looks at Dexter. He looks at her, and then she goes, "You're right, Dex. Let's go to the hot tub. Excuse us, we got to go." And then they run off. And then Jensen's like, "Wow, you know, maybe that." Maybe that will work. Yeah. This show sucks. He, he, sa- he says, <laughs> he says, I'm a lost dog. <laughs> oh. Have you ever said that, Brain? Have you ever gone, oh, yeah. I'm a lost dog? Yeah, I am watching this I show. I really like this guy. I'm a lost dog. Uh, yeah, he's he's horrendous. Um, it's, look, I, I quite like uh, Indy, Persia, and Dexter, but. Yeah. It, it's one of those things in in the old, like black and gold, having them do some of their their silly stuff. It's quite welcome because the the majority of the show is is wrestling, and then you'd have a little bit of silliness with the way or with Grimes and Ted DiBiase and that kind of thing. But it wasn't the whole show. But going from just yeah Wendy Chu to this to I mean the the whole the whole next few segments are all just vignettes again. Um, and, and Jensen just is appalling. He is a terrible actor. Yeah. Uh, poor guy. Like, I know I want to like him. I want to, like I know him. he's young and, and stuff. And, uh, but it's, it's really bad. It's really painful to watch. You know what? Say less Davey, because nonverbal communication is sexy. Right, yeah. That this whole roster need to learn that. Be more like Dexter. Yeah, we're gonna see him do that now. He's gonna go out because they're gonna see more dating segments with them, right? We have mm. to. There's a lot of relationships and stuff, especially around Valentine's Day slash Vengeance Day in a few weeks. The horny meter is gonna be turned on even more in the next few weeks. And it's all gonna be Caden's gonna be upset because he's not talking and all that stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be backwards. She's like, I yeah. love a guy who can communicate. Right, 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 ladies. Uh, mm. We go to a video for grinding hard. I was a little confused here at first. I wasn't sure who this was because I was like, "Wait, is this the same guy who had a different video package?" So yeah, I put so this in was the work. This was Draco Anthony, who we saw months ago. At this point, it feels uh, who was the guy drinking coffee, kind of the film noir style coffee drinker. <laughs> Weird. And clearly they've kind of scrapped that and now, now he grinds. Yeah. Grinding hard is what they kept showing is really weird. 
like video choice of words <laughs> grinding hard just just weird like it looked like sh- like shit like i'm not i'm not uh blowing our own horn or anything specifically because we didn't do it but our, we have a video guy dickie bird who's amazing in fact if you watched our up next rumble you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the real royal rumble entrances and this guy's entrances because the way dickie was creating these videos and stuff was just fucking amazing even the twitter stuff you got to see it was amazing but when i watch stuff like this i'm like dude even i could make this it's like yeah, taking it, a, a, it, it's like an instagram tiktok story is what this looks like. like word graphics are yeah, from the terrible. 90s and i mean again who am i to judge in this segment but we like we we've seen great video work and i'm like and then they air shit like this like that sucks it just yeah. grinding hard grinding hard uh well he's gonna wrestle next uh or no sorry so he, later he, yeah he was saying that uh his drill sergeant said he'd never make it as a marine and then he served the country for four years he says when your day ends mine is just beginning so his, his whole gimmick here is just the work he puts the work in work and says his actions speak louder than words put in work and you're talking about the army and stuff i just thought this guy liked coffee and now He's grinding hard. Well, I get, he, he was at the performance center at 2.23 a.m. So I guess he does like coffee to, to get through the day. They should form an alliance. Like me doing this podcast ch- right now at quarter to five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you're ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. We will see him a bit later, but there's more. There's more. We go to Nikita Lyons. And she's talking about how we all come from somewhere. We've, if, if you're not familiar, she's uh, recently uh, hired by WWE, NXT, and all that stuff. She has wrestled on 205 Live and all that stuff. Um, but we've not seen her yet on this show. She says, well, Nikita, meaning herself, comes from the world of entertainment. She mentions her dad was a bassist in a popular group and that her mom was a beautiful groupie. And well... Look what they made. Look what they created. That she lived her whole life as a groupie, growing up in a van, going east to west and the north and the cold and everywhere. Beaches, everything. And my dad worked hard and worked hard for every cent. And I learned my people skills from shady promoters. And it led me to where I am. And then it shows she's like writing music. And then she says, I keep that same energy throughout my whole life. And then like she's in a recording studio. And then she starts singing a song over like a beat and she's recording it. And then it says Nikita Lyons coming soon. But um, I was a little. So we've got a singer gimmick now. Yeah. Yeah. American Idol here. Yeah. So Ollie J basically uh, <laughs> tried out for the role last week and didn't, I guess, get the well, job. I don't know. I No, I wonder if this is to balance it um, because Cameron Grimes brought up Ollie J. Um, in the promo, I wonder if we we might see a little bit of shenanigans with Ollie J kind of interfering in the match and Nikita maybe taking her out or something to kind oh. of align with Grimes, perhaps. I don't know. I think it might be a complete separate entity of its own. Uh, I liked what I've seen from Nikita because she like looks like she's trained in like some sort of I don't know. She, all her her social media stuff is like her like doing crazy roundhouse kicks and spin kicks and all sorts of stuff. So I okay. am interested. I am interested in seeing uh, some of the wrestling, but I didn't necessarily think this was where 
the gimmick was going, but mm. uh, I it, it was I didn't really like this video. I like the fact that they kind of gave her a little backstory, but then it swerved. And I do like my music, and I, I you know I I make music, and I I love all that stuff. But I thought it was a weird swerve where they gave like a quick life story, and then it was like here's this song I just made, and it didn't necessarily come across that great. I thought, but again, uh, the show is weird. It, it again, it's just too much. I think I think this was this week just a return to the bad form of 2.0. I I've quite I've actually quite enjoyed the last maybe month of this show because they've they haven't bombarded you with vignettes. We've maybe had one per episode, and and they have gone back to more like a bit longer matches. Whereas this was just it was vignette after vignette after vignette gimmick after gimmick after gimmick i i wonder like is this show just shutter island are just all these people insane they all just think they're singers and poker players and and they're all just in some crazy asylum or something where they have delusions of who they are no guys you're wrestlers you're not you're not a fucking country singer you don't you don't you're not a dean of a university (laughs) you know like all these things, it's it's so I feel much like I'm big. taking crazy pills. What's wrong with you people? Why can't you be wrestlers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I could, could it be the same for any other wrestling show? Like, why are you, why are you dressing up like a, a demon, Dan Housen? <laughs> you're wrestling guy, why are you wearing your pajamas, lady? We're wrestling. Uh, that's definitely how I would like to see it, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't want to just shit on it week one but it definitely was like it started interesting i'm like okay cool you're giving someone a backstory and then it's all to be like and because i'm a singer and here's my song it's like okay well all right hey uh, this, where is- this is an american idol it's, you're on the wrong show yeah at least hit row it's like they came in they were wrestling swerve was wrestling and then he won something and then he was like yo i'm gonna do a musical performance in celebration and it was a pretty cool performance whereas this was like kind and it, of and it was a half-assed. promo style you know like uh, it was a way of talking shit at your opponents Look, and that. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to work, but like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to eventually turn it into a Jillian Hall? Like she's doing comedy, like, like the acclaimed basically took the hip hop thing and, and the John Cena thing and whatever, and made it like they diss people is like, will she eventually mm-hmm. go into that route? Or cause right now she just sounds very like she's inspirational or something. Does like, is there a swerve in it? Is she actually like evil because she's acting like a baby face, but I can't see it work. I, I don't know. As always, it, it, how is this going to translate in the ring? Like, it, it's all very well having this idea of a character of a singer, but like, it, like, is she We've just going to be singers. Jeff Jarrett? Like, yeah. yeah. Is it going to be like her? What's her finishing move? The high note, the the, yeah. the mic check, like, you know, this is going to, it's going to be like that, but bring back Jillian Hall. Uh, I do. I do. I see some promise. I wouldn't mind. I would, I want to check it out first. Shout out Nikita Lyons. Uh, we go to Saray backstage. She said she dedicated her win tonight to her grandmother. And now that uh, she won here tonight, she's on a on a feeling good streak and that she can do anything. When Dakota Kai interrupts, and she's kind of twitching and fidgeting a little bit, and um, she, she says, uh, you, you're always holding and clutching that emblem there, that amulet there uh, pretty closely. So... Uh, I'm watching you. I see you. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but did Dakota Kai said she's going to kill Saray's grandmother or beat up Saray's grandmother? She said something like, yo, I don't give a fuck. I, did, right. I didn't catch that. <laughs> she was like, yo, I don't care about your grandmother because I'm going to beat you up. 
and then does the Sailor Moon pose and then walks off. Well, what I found funny here was um, like what we, we both said, we don't like this new Dakota Kai character. She seemed the most normal person on the show this week. <laughs> Even in this gimmick. She, yeah, I guess. She seemed more the most normal one of all of them. Yeah, a lot of strange, strange characters uh, on this show. I mean, not including the... I think we're getting this match, Saray Dakota, which sounds yeah. great, but with just what's been going on. It's like, just let them wrestle and it would be great. But now we got all these silly gimmicks involved with it. It's weird. We go to another silly gimmick, Andre Chase with Chase University going up against Draco Anthony. He hits an atomic drop and then a neck breaker for an airfall. Draco comes that back though, with this like spin up power slam thing. Andre kicks out, eventually hits a counter into a side Russian leg sweep and then hits a what hammer lock flat liner and gets the win here. Well, he was pissed off because Draco went to grab the Chase University flag. And that's when uh, Andre Chase saw red and just started beating the shit out of him and stomping down before hitting that finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, you, you've been, you, you did this vignette earlier, grinding hard actions speak louder than words. And then you lost in a couple of minutes to the main jobber of the show. Yeah, not not a great not a great debut, and I, I, think I didn't he think he up. really. I think he messed up the finish. He was standing there awkwardly for way too long mm. with that with that flag, and then finally Bodie came and grabbed it. But it was almost almost like he missed his cue and was just standing there. So then he started to stomp on it slowly, and then was lost again. And then he was like, oh, "I wonder if I should turn around now." And then boom, the spot happened. Uh, cool looking hammerlock flatliner from Chase, though. That's got to be a coolest movies done yeah i mean i mean chase can wrestle yeah. like he he's not a bad wrestler but again it's this this gimmick thing but where he's positioned in nxt is he's not someone to focus on with winning and i just found it bizarre that you've you've kind of you put this focus on draco anthony just just a shortly prior um and then he just loses like this to to the biggest jobber in the in the company yeah, weird. And it's the the professor. Uh, Andre Chase calls out Von Wagner. So we're going to get that match. And yeah, because Wagner attacked him the other week, didn't he? So I guess you're, you're wanting to build to that. So you wanted to, to actually make um, Chase look legitimate here, I, I bet. Got to grind hard. Yeah. Grinding hard. It's the way you do it. We go backstage. Mandy Rose is still running around. Now she's walking through like catering area, this like kitchen area. And she's walking around like she's drunk almost. So maybe uh, Kaylee Ray did hit her with the bat in the shins because she's walking a little funny here. <laughs> Walks into the kitchen when we see Kaylee Ray sneak in and she's got a giant big bowl. And I mean big. Serious big bowl of spaghetti as she then throws it all over Mandy, kind of, and then grabs what's just happily just sitting there randomly is just this cake. And then she big sheet, white sheet cake, picks it up and then throws that at Mandy, kind of. <laughs> just yeah, just cake. Just throwing Man Mandy lucked out a little here, didn't she? <laughs> 
the cake didn't get go in her face at all. The cake didn't no. even touch her. It was a terrible no. cake spot. <laughs> it's a terrible cake spot. I'd love to see the scene after when whoever's birthday it is walks in and it's like, what, what the fuck happened to my cake? <laughs> I am the cake. <laughs> I am the cake. What happened? And I am the spaghetti and meatballs, I yeah. think, as well. <laughs> also, who puts a, that looked like a gross-ass, big-ass bowl of spaghetti. Look, I'm all for spaghetti and meatballs. Do not get it twisted. But that did not look nice. That did not look good. They just have this giant, what is this, a big vat of spaghetti and meatballs that are just oh, ready. Yeah. It was all stuck together as well because they were waiting to do this segment from earlier in yeah. the day. That's why it didn't go all over her. This is nearly, what's that? Who's that DJ that always throws the cake at people? This was nowhere near that because the cake missed. Yeah. Like she's supposed to be covered in all this food and stuff. I'm just like, this is terrible. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, she's just walking around with some food on her. And, and again, you've got a baseball bat. You want your match, corner her and be like, I'm going to fucking knock your teeth out. Give me this match. Is Kay- throwing food at her. Yeah. Is Kaylee Ray like the Ninja Turtles? Like they walk around with all these weapons, but never no, actually they don't. use them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Raphael's walking around with size. Leonardo's walking around with fucking samurai swords, but they're like, oh, you know what we're going to do? Like trip you guys and put you in trash cans. <laughs> Throw cake, throw spaghetti at you, yeah, for no <laughs> fucking reason. When she's got a perfectly good bat, just ridiculous. Yeah. Like she could, we we we're, we're not past this. Like so so like oh man, this this made me look at the clock. Like man, why is this show two hours? I stopped watching Raw for a reason, and this feels like a Raw segment. And like totally with the food and oh man. We get a, a, the announcement for Valentine's Day, or sorry, Vengeance Day, and JC and Gigi do the ad here saying, uh, hearts won't be the only thing that's broken this year. So Vengeance Day coming soon. We go to our main event of the evening, Legato del Fantasma, meaning Wild and Mendoza versus Champa and Breaker. Uh, there's a little mention of the Dolph Ziggler Braun Breaker feud that's apparently kicking off have you heard of this yeah i isn't dolph coming to nxt or something that, oh boy or... you mean the show off is coming to nxt has this happened before uh not for years i don't think like we we did some digging it looks like he was what one of the the coaches on the the game show years mm-hmm. and i'm sure he's wrestled a few matches here or there but yeah uh we've we've like joked for years like oh wouldn't it be cool if Ziggler ever came down to NXT to face what Finn Balor Samoa Joe all those dudes and years later I think he's coming to face Breaker I think Ziggler's a great guy to come down actually um and yeah I'm I'm I'd look forward to that match I think we'll be we'll be getting it soon in the near future yeah but uh even for them to have mentioned it here so that's all right but isn't it weird Ziggler's like at the Royal Rumble he's like huh you know it'd be great Winning matches. How do I do that? I don't know. Maybe I go to developmental. Maybe I'll win there. No, I, I don't see him winning against yeah, Braun. No, he's not right. at all. No, not at all. Well, LDF versus Champa Breaker. We have Wikin Wild doing a spot with Champa where he eventually like trips him and then starts to dance and thrust his hips towards Champa. So then Champa gets up, knocks Wild down, and then starts to dance himself. It looked like he was doing a portion of the Macarena. And then mm. thrusted his hips in the direction of Wild. It's a 
dance off. Breaker gets tagged in. He does a stalling suplex lift to Wild. So Champa comes in and hits a stalling suplex to Raul at the same time. They do a stand-up vertical stalling suplex in stereo. That was hard to say. Uh, they then it's Breaker who's in control, but then once miss up and LDF gain control, start beating down on him as they uh, they keep tagging in and out here. Finally, Breaker does this back body drop on Raul and tags in Champa for the hot save. He's coming in. He's beaten down. There's power slams. There's neck breakers. Breaker hits a power slam as well. Mendoza fights back, though, and hits a awesome looking, what, a Phoenix splash, a 450 splash here on Breaker, but it is a kick out. Braun gets to his feet and hits a running spear. And then Champa is. That was a great the- looking spear as well, I thought. Yeah, really it looked good. pretty cool. Cut him in half. And then I think it's Wild who's up on the the like turnbuckle. Champa just shoves him off. He goes flying to the outside through the commentary desk, and Champa's face is just like, "Oh, what did I just do?" Breaker in the ring hits the power slam. One, two, three. Breaker and Champa win the match. I mean, this is kind of what we we seem to get a lot in NXT. At the moment, they they start the match really late, and then you get a commercial break in it. That there was good stuff, there was nice stuff I was seeing, but you just don't get the flow of the match because it's it's not a long match as it is. And I felt most of it was in commercial. the The spot, like the the wild stuff coming off the turnbuckle through the table, was really cool. Um, I, I think Braun again look, looks great, and like all four guys, I really like. But I didn't feel I got much of a match here. No, it had like some really cool spots. They like definitely like like squeezed a lot of cool stuff in in a small amount of time. Like I mentioned, there was like a 450 splash. There was these cool looking power mm. slams, but it was such a condensed match here. Those were the all the things we mentioned, pretty much the only things that happened. Not saying it was bad, but it was kind of like, why why do we need to watch this match? We know these guys are not beating Breaker and Champa. Like it's just mm. it didn't feel like it had much heat to it. I think it I think it needed to happen, but it's so typical WWE. Like, okay, well, then they got to have the tag team match, which then sets up the tag match with the leader of the group at the at the special in two weeks. It's like, okay, cool, yeah. I get it, whatever. Because that's clearly what we're going to. Santos, like, after LDF loses, Breaker's like, come on, step to me. And Santos is like, no, 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 on my time, on my time. Mm. So clearly he's going to say the Vengeance Day or whatever for the title. But um like again, it had some cool stuff, but really forced. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't end there because after the match, Mandy Rose, who's still covered in spaghetti and cake and everything, slides in the ring. She's running down the ring. Her legs are hurting, I guess. I don't know from running all, all the time through this whole episode. And then Katie she's been Ray- running in heels as well. Yeah. That's, that's not easy. Like at one point, you get covered in spaghetti and cake. Just take your heels off, honey. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? Um, she's in the ring. Kaylee Ray is there with the bat as well. When finally Mandy says, okay, you'll get your match. You'll get your match. So yeah. Um, uh, Kaylee Ray says she doesn't want it at Vengeance Day. She's going to have it next week. So it's, it's going to be on next week's show. Okay. So next week, Mandy Rose versus Kaylee Ray. Mm. There you go. As NXT goes off the air. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I hated this episode. Um, honestly, after after the the first match, it was terrible. 
there's there's no reason for an overrun either on this show, or at least if you're giving an overrun, can we can we have a decent length main event? Um, yeah, this this really soured me, and I, I do I do think they they they've done a good job recently of actually making me a bit more invested in 2.0. I, I do think the last month has been, they've had a little bit of a good run with the, uh, what was the last special they did? New Year, New Year's Evil, I thought was really good. Um, but yeah, this was just uh, back to just way, way too many vignettes, way too many, like it's, they, they don't know who they're writing for. Who is this audience? I don't see who this appeals to. I don't see it appealing to kids. Don't see it appealing to your, your mid twenty year olds. I don't see it appealing to old people. It's it's just a mess, mess of yeah. a show, and really didn't get the wrestling tonight at all. Apart from that that opening match, which I, I did like, I I like that a lot. But sorted out, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, you know the first the opening match had had Walters. I mean, sorry, Gunther's. So you know that was good. But I liked all the guys in that, and. Yeah, everything just feels all over the place. You're 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 being over the top sexy and horny or whatever the fuck they're, they're doing with all the mentions of sex and relationships and all that stuff. Cool, but then you're you're still being so so like childish and 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 stupid with the, so many gimmicks. It's literally them throwing shit at the wall to see what works, and it, it's it's on TV every week, and it's still two hours. It's still actually on TV. The ratings will just chill wherever they go up and down in these weird things. Like, it's just, what is going on? It's so, it's like a shitty kids TV show, but wrestling. And I, it's, it's so ridiculous. And you know what I really hate? We haven't talked about this really. It's, it's these, the, the fake boards in the crowd that make it look like there's more people than there actually is. (laughs) And the fake and the fake popped in noise. I cannot yeah. stand this. I cannot stand this. I saw the clip of Ronda Rousey on Raw, and they added in so blatantly, so obvious, and it looks like and sounds like shit. But when they do it here, there's like fucking hundred people in this room, and you're gonna make it sound like there's forty thousand. Get fucked. It looks like yeah. just a. It just looks like a whole complete mess of this show. Uh, I want this show to be one hour again. This is just no. Look at how many segments happened on this show. Like my notes for this are insane. And like, what even fucking happened on this show? We got a I sleepy know. lady. We got a we got a singing lady now. We got a Sailor Moon. We got a guy grinding hard. We got dick jokes, SpongeBob jokes. Like it's just all over the place. It feels there like were seven matches out. on this show what? and. I could name you two of them. You yeah. know, it's it's. Yeah. Two, I, I'm fine with a two-hour show, but like, give me maybe four, like three matches of decent length and a squash, maybe, yeah. and then and just you've got to trim down. Like, I I do think they've had the balance right in the last few weeks, and just get just way too many just bombardment of these vignettes and terrible acting. And I'm going to beat this drum so many times. Why, like, if your vision of uh, of wrestling, sports, entertainment, whatever, is you want to make a soap opera that features wrestling. That's what I feel WWE wants to be. That's Vince McMahon's vision, is a soap opera which features wrestling. Why are you not teaching these people how to fucking act? Why are you not hiring people who can fucking write? Because it's abysmal. This is on TV, it's insulting. Like... 
do what you're good at. I, I don't mind watching, like, I, I find it quite enjoyable watching um, NXT from 2013. And you see people and you go, oh, they're kind of green in the ring, but they're promising and they're working with these, these veterans who can get good stuff out of them. And we, we have seen that with your likes of, I mean, I think Bron Breaker is absolutely thriving. I think I really enjoy watching him every week. And I've enjoyed stuff I've seen from like Idris Anofi and Malik Blade in the ring. I think there are, there are talented people in this roster, but you're doing them such a service by putting them out there to do these fucking school plays acted terribly, written terribly for, for two hours. And then it's not even two hours. They take the overrun. It's two hours, eight minutes. Like it doesn't need to be that. It's, yeah, we need to go late. This, so, this week got me down. Yeah, we need to go. You no, know, let the hate flow through you, brother. You got to, you, you know, this this show is not good by wrestling standards, by just TV standards. Like flipping through the channels, I'm like, man, this is anyone tuning into this would be like, what the fuck is this? This is trash. Just at certain things happening in the show. Uh, and it's not just because I miss the old way. There are lots of stuff on this show that could be good. Like the wrestling, there's still people that are there. Cora Jade, I think, is a, a future star. Diamond Mine, they're, they turned that into something that could be potentially pretty big for the company. I even am a fan of Braun Breaker, minus the name. And there's like there's stuff that is working, and they still seem to just add more it's filler and these gimmicks. And it's just like, it's literally like what other gimmicks can we add okay here's the it's not the talent's fault and i think that's what's really sad it's all these people like they're there for a reason you know and and they're all of different levels and stuff and i'm sure all of them are are working really hard and and things like to get good but they're they're just given such a disservice by what they're given that yeah there's none of there's none of this paul Heyman, you know accentuate the strengths and hide the weaknesses is there well, I mean, they gave Von Wagner a, a manager, so. Okay, so that, and maybe <laughs> maybe Braun, and maybe that's working. But apart from that, it's, yeah. no, let's, this Brooks Jensen, what, do they think he's Leonardo DiCaprio? Why why do they keep on having him act? <laughs> Be like, ah, you know what, maybe we're not, we're not going to have you talk for a few weeks, but we'll, we'll put you in a few tag matches or, or six-man tag matches so we can kind of, you can get more comfortable in the ring work on you a bit more in promo class and then we might put you back on the mic but no it's like no let's continue this love story that no one cares about no it's it's awful yeah Yeah. on it like again it's it's developmental it feels like it's this like c d z level show in the world of wrestling when it used to be a super hot product especially for a lot of the smart fans and it's just uh it's just really interesting watching what has happened to it. I don't listen to a lot of wrestler interviews, but I saw that red dragon did talk as Jericho last week. So I actually, I listened to that and you can hear the responses from Kyle and and Bobby, but more so Kyle, because he he was there a little bit longer. It was Hmm. pretty much like not even the talent was like told of these things. It just basically happened. And then you basically had to assume position and just get ready to, to be royally fucked or fired or whatever. So uh, it was quite interesting. And and yeah, it, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Turn it back into one hour, put it back 
on the network or Peacock or whatever and 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 do that because it's just so well, so they're weird. not going to. They've got a contract, you know, unless sure. unless USA don't want to that they've got two hours. This is the commitment. So it's it's how best to use that two hours of TV and they're not using it well. Yeah. So I mean, look, WWE is still making so much money, shit tons of money. And I guess in their eyes, they're doing quite fine. But yeah, as a as a fan of this stuff, I just like this is such a show that this is a show that I just hate watching this was definitely one of the 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 one of the bad episodes of nxt went out just because i had so much gimmicks and stuff i'm so over it already when i i watch other stuff and and even the royal rumble i i, I still enjoyed the event as a whole but like when i watch dynamite i it makes me go man i fucking love this shit it makes you want to show people who don't watch this mm-hmm. stuff or talk about it with your friends like watching this show is just like it's not even fun enough to harp on it as much because it's just it's just so bad it's just so bad yeah. it's like how does no one come out here don't they have like a like look when i order domino's it has a thing that says hey we're making the pizza and then they got a guy who checks the pizza right what's the guy do he checks the pizza when you order Domino's, it says, "Hey, he's making sure the the quality check. Yeah. They need they need that before you get you send it to the delivery driver. You need the quality check, and this show ain't passing that for weeks. So, uh, yeah, that was NXT. Well, <laughs> let's go to some feedback. See if if maybe we're just being negative, Nancy's, or whether uh, whether you feel the same. We right. we always put up feedback on the Up Next Facebook group, which we encourage you all to join." And on the post-wrestling forum. And we start with Corey, who says, So uh, a lot of destruction tonight on NXT. Between Gigi and JC going missing, being kidnapped, to Mandy being terrorized by foodstuffs. Not a good week for toxic attraction. But then Wild got murdered by Champa, so maybe they got off easy. So Ray's new look tonight was pretty great. And now I hope she's the one to dethrone Mandy for the title. Maybe it was just a perception, but Saray felt taller as well watching her tonight. No EO tonight, but understandable. There are folks speculating she's going to be part of the rumored cuts later this week, but I doubt that. Probably didn't have anything for her. Her and Dakota put on a great dark match last Friday, though, and despite it only being a few minutes long, EO had the fans at the SmackDown taping eating out the palm of her hand. Wow. Interesting. I mean... Yeah, I thought we would be seeing EO possibly in the Royal, in the Royal Rumble, but again, no mm. NXT talent whatsoever. Yeah, she's doing dark matches and stuff. Uh, I think it would be silly for them to miss this opportunity with the star that they have with her. Uh, I know I've talked highly. I'm just a big, big fan, but selfishly as this uh, guy who likes watching all the other stuff in the wrestling world, how crazy would it be if she could wrestle other people in other places, go back to stardom. Kyrie could be wrestling again with her and, and all sorts, but I see EO being a big money-making tool. And I don't know why they haven't kind of gone with it. At least try. What's I the think she'll be try? up soon. I could I see her so. being a, I could see her being like a raw after mania kind of deal. Um, I think when it comes to women size, isn't as big a, an issue as it is with the guys. Pause. Um, so, and I, I would hope, uh, I think kind of, especially during the pandemic, you saw Asuka just really, it started working on the main roster. And I hope something like that would make Vince kind of not be as uh, pessimistic about a foreign talent like Keo. Um, I, I can see her totally working. And honestly, I, for all WWE's fault, faults, 
it still probably does have one of the best women's rosters out there. And I would like to see her mix it up with, you know, your Charlottes, your Beckys, your Baileys, Sasha. your Sashas. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a lot of dream matches uh, to mm. do there as a fan. Uh, I mean, we got uh, Satamora in NXT UK. Uh, I want to see her versus Sasha, her versus EO. There's so many things you could do with that as well. Um, and I mean, I guess if people want to see some wrestling, they can watch NXT UK because they have some pretty good wrestling on from now and again. But but yeah, uh, sorry, that was Corey who wrote in here. Let's go to Todd who writes in. I was dominating a continent while you were slipping on your ass at WrestleMania and sucking off the face of Otis. I was fucking dead. Blade in an off a segment was pretty funny too. So Todd liked the dig Kaylee Ray gave to Mandy Rose here. Um, and then I see one more for here from Sean. Uh, if you want to read. Yeah. Sean says that uh, he's, he tries to keep it positive with 2.0 and thinks they've had a good run recently. The opening six man and the main event were great. How could they not be with the talent involved? But in between those matches, it seemed like Bruce and company kicked over the whole box of gimmicks, got a kidnapping, food fight, boner, and all somehow involving the NXT Women's Champion. Sleepy Wendy Chu, Saray Potter, and the blinking magical clothes changing amulet. Daddy's girl Tiffany and her credit card. Persia trying to slide into Duke's DMs. Jensen hitting up Dexter Loomis for seduction techniques and an R&B singer. And they keep letting Trick Williams talk. Stop it. It's actually making Mello a worse promo. I think Raquel and Cora might have had a good match, but it was hard to tell with my feed blacking out due to what I can only assume was wardrobe malfunctions. Might it yeah, too. That, yeah, we had blackouts over here as well. If NXT 2.0 is going to continue to rely in all these gimmicky gimmicks, they need to find a better way of balancing them against the more straightforward talent. Hopefully a return to the Dusty Cup next week. Why did they skip a week? Will lead to a better show because tonight was exhausting. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you there and some of the things you wrote in. But I see someone else has written some feedback in on the Post Wrestling Forum, forum.postwrestling.com. And it is A1, Andrew Thompson, mm. who writes in, Saray's split personality is leading to the mixed match challenge team with herself and Damian Priest. They're going to be called Cult of Personality. And then he ends <laughs> with, Neil is some shit. Up next Mania kickoff show, Thompson versus Trader Neil. He looks like a polite Jason Statham. Man, this guy's wow. throwing his fucking shots in early here. Making it I sure. like how I Andrew's like, hey, I, I'm I'm not going to make it to the main show, but kickoff. Can I can I just aim for that? I just want to be on the kickoff show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of rivalries ignited at the up next Rumble. So imagine, do go back and check that out. <laughs> imagine it's like like the Rumble just happened in WWE, and we know Mania is like in a few months. But someone on Raw just shows up and is like, hey, Sunday Night Heat. In three months, I'm challenging you to a match. Yeah. That's going to happen. Uh, Andrew Thompson had a great showing in the Up Next Rumble. Uh, of course, check out all his interviews from post-wrestling and stuff. But he had a great showing, as did a lot of a lot of you guys, a lot of you listeners and, and friends and, and everyone in there. Uh, there were some crazy moments in the Up Next Rumble. You could mm. do a whole show reviewing that show because it was, it was interesting. It was a lot more fun than this week's NXT. I can tell yeah. you that. Tell you that for free. Uh, that's it. That's, that's it. it. We can go to sleep now, uh, guys. Yeah. I appreciate you listening to us. Uh, yeah, we felt like we were pretty down on NXT, but 
NXT was pretty down on us, you know? Just that's just the way it goes. Follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast for all the updates of shows and the schedule and all that stuff. And the Facebook group, there's a page and a Facebook group that you can join and like and all that stuff. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a nice little like, subscribe, or five star review or whatever, and all that stuff. Every like and RT is always appreciated because it is the first of the month. Well, second now. And uh, yeah, all these new podcasts coming out on our Patreon patreon.com slash up next so many podcasts so much of the bde and we would like to be in your ears all month long and uh yeah is there anything else you'd like to say david nope that's it well it's like nine in the morning where you're from now so you're gonna go to bed it's almost sunrise yeah it's 20 past five (laughs) well that's it that's all i myself brayden harrington i'm on twitter instagram i'm at the bray d And I am at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And I am the cake. Ahoy! Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.